It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. Well, did you take any of my words of wisdom last week when I encouraged you to spend some time alone with Jesus? Did you have a cup of coffee with Jesus? Well, when you do that, you kind of like the, uh, uh, what's that Wheaties commercial, the Breakfast of Champions? I mean, I'm telling you, friends, uh, Jesus has a lot to say to you and to me. And today in the monologue, I'm going to share something else that you really need to hear of how do you get to that next level? How do you get actually deeper into that intimate relationship with Christ to where you are aware of what's going on around you and you have a sense of preparing for the future? That's coming up right after my interview. I've got a gentleman today. It's an incredible book. It's called Prophetic Patriotism, A New Call to Action. America, a lot of people are trying to take down America right now in this country, saying that it was founded by a bunch of racists and bigots. No, it was founded to help spread the gospel around the world, and it's done a great job. The author of this book, Dominic Francis, was going to explain why you and I need to know about America's role in these end times. Hello, Dominic. Hello to you, sir. Good to be here. Oh, well, we're glad to have you. You know, when I came across the title of your book, Prophetic Patriotism, A New Call to Action, I did a double take and started looking at it. And I said, I have to talk to Dominic. So we're going to talk about your book in just a minute. But first, let's find out about Dominic. Uh, (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself. I grew up in... uh the greater New York City area. My my mother was Mexican. My father was Italian. And uh, my name is Dominic Francis. But, you know, if you want to say it the right way, it's Domenico Francese. <laughs> so, but if you say it that way, you have to use your hands. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, it was, uh, it was a very interesting uh, childhood, you know, and I grew up around a lot of people who um, encouraged me in my musical endeavors. And I did pursue a rock band career. And actually, our group um, attained to a local following, manager, producer, album, actually on, on London Records. So I thought that was the way my life was going to go. And then God got a hold of me. <laughs> so so how did God get a hold of you? Well, if you can believe this, I was in the middle of writing a rock opera about the son of the devil. And I was about halfway through and I showed it to my producer and he was he was very impressed with it. He said, um, gosh, you know, this has a Dungeons and Dragons feel to it. And I think it'll be very popular. And then he said to me, you know, I think I can sell the rights to this, which means some company would say, well, we have um, right of first refusal of this product. He said, I think I can sell the rights to this for $100,000. And fortunately, um, God used, you know, I was kind of greedy, if you will, but God used it. He, because I thought to myself, gosh, well, if, if it's worth that much money half done, it'll be worth a whole lot more when it's completely done. So I said, you know, thank you, but let's just hold off on that and wait till I get it done. Well, praise the Lord. It was during that time that I began to 
have stirrings and recurring dreams and that sort of thing, which pointed in the direction of God. And eventually I picked up a book called The Late Great Planet Earth. And I read that book. And at the back, there's a prayer to receive Jesus. And something inside of me, in a good way, just snapped. (laughs) So I got on my knees, like one in the morning, and I prayed that prayer. And I woke up and I took my rock opera in my hand, it was about two inches thick, the music and the, and the poetry. I went to the trash and I dumped it. Wow. Wow. So you could have possibly sold your soul to the devil for a hundred thousand, maybe a million dollars, but you read that book. I've read it a few times by Hal Lindsey, the late great planet earth. Yeah. I've said many times my guest and your proof now that most of all my guests never met Jesus in a church. They met Jesus when there was a stirring in their soul or they got to the end of themselves. But sounds like your story. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Wow. Great point. Then your life took a whole new twist and now you're a preacher, you're a Bible teacher, a chaplain. God's been busy with you. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my journey from that point was uh, eventually I aspired to seminary degree and master's of divinity at Regent University in Virginia and uh, met my wife down in Virginia Beach, got married. When she was pregnant, um, so to speak, I thought, well, I got to get a real job. So I went <laughs> I went into uh, resort management. I was a resort manager for 10 years or so on the coast of California. Then God spoke to me and said, you need to go into ministry for which you have been trained. So at the time, we were having kids, and I had developed you know, some fun songs and stories. And because of my rock band experience, I was an experienced performer and public speaker. And I was told by a friend in Campus Crusade for Christ, which is now Crew, that they, Crusade, was looking for a, an itinerant evangelist to do children and family ministry concerts. And so God prompted me to, to sign up, do that, raise the support. We moved to Indiana. And um, I would go around domestically and internationally, actually to Haiti and Nicaragua and so on, uh, doing, doing, you know, me, my guitar, fun songs and stories. And I would do invitations at the end of people, for people to receive Jesus as their savior. And over a five-year period when I did that, I'd say there were probably, I mean, I would try to count because the crusade wanted that. There were probably 700 people or so. That came to Christ. Now, that's not Billy Graham, but it's something anyway. Uh, but uh, And I have to give credit where it's due. That the main uh, constituency I had in the way of churches were the Baptist churches. And they did a great job with follow-up. They they had their, you know, I would, we would do a pre-plan, you know, and, and they had their ushers that would be waiting there down the end of the aisle with their elbows cocked at the same angle. And I would give the altar call. And when people would raise their hand that they'd received Christ, sometimes the adults the parents. Those ushers would come down, get the information, and follow up with them. Wow. So that's kind of how it went for me. And I did that until I was needed as a pastor locally. So you have been really busy promoting God, promoting Jesus. And then this book, what what called you to write this book called Prophetic Patriotism, A New Call to Action? So what happened, I've been a pastor in three small churches. Um, I'm licensed as a pastor uh, with the Missionary Church USA, which is similar to a Christian Missionary Alliance. I'm also ordained 
as a chaplain by the Christian Missionary Alliance. But in the current church where I am, so I work as a chaplain and as a pastor of a church called Solid Rock Church in Blissfield, Michigan, uh, I was preparing a six-part sermon series, or I had in mind to do so, and God showed me a vision. Now, this doesn't happen to me all the time, but it was very, very clear, and it was of a pin setter in a bowling alley. <laughs> you know, come down, set the pins into place, and then go up, disappear. And so I, it was so strong, I kind of prayed and said, God, what is that? And he said, well, that's your next message, your next six-part message. But this message is going to have wide propagation, wide distribution. I thought, oh, my goodness. And so he began to unpack that for me. So to answer your question, the idea behind the book, Prophetic Patriotism, is this, that if we believe we are Christians, then we believe that there will be a second coming of Christ. He promised he would come back and rule the world in peace. Now, the Bible talks about different, if you, you can compare it to a, a, a stage, if you will, the final act just before he returns, there would be certain players on the stage. And even though the United States is not specifically named as one of those players that would be on the world stage just before his return, the United States, however, is the one that's responsible for all the other players that are specifically named. And it was a profound revelation to me. I'm talking about such things as the reestablishment, regathering of the state of Israel. Well, I, in my book, I, I, I explain how that could never happen without the United States. And then I, it talks about in Daniel 2 and so on, how there will be a sort of a, a revised Roman Empire, a 10-nation confederacy just before Jesus returns. Well, if you know your history, after World War II, it was the United States through the Marshall Plan that enabled the rebuilding of Europe and, in fact, got them to start working together through through NATO and so on to work together as one unit. And then there's China, you know, which the Bible talks about in the book of Revelation as ultimately launching a huge 200 million man army. Well, it was the United States who brought China into the World Trade Organization, actually Nixon, and, and enabled the great transfer of wealth into China that built up China. So I picked 10 of these where I said, hey, look, each one of these don't happen at all without the United States of America. It is as if America is God's pin setter, set everything in place, and then get out of the way. And the reason that's important is because it answers the question, what's the purpose of America? <laughs> For those of us trying to bring back a constitutional America, Basically, if I can speak rhetorically, why do it? What is the purpose of America? Well, the answer is because there's a prophetic purpose that America has that is yet unfulfilled, namely to spearhead the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world and to continue in the reestablishment and defense of the state of Israel. So a new call to action means let's get involved in, in local civic affairs and, and, and in all the the things the participatory participation democracy demands. We as Christians, let's really get involved in the so-called conservative renewal in America to bring about a constitutional America. Let's do it, but let's do it for the right reason. Let's do it because we have a passion for seeing America fulfill its prophetic purpose. Wow. Yeah, very good. Uh, listeners, I'm talking with Dominique uh, how do I say this? I want to say it right. Francis? Francis, yeah. Yeah, Francis. The book is called Prophetic Patriotism, A New Call to Action. So um, 
what do you hope a person will get out of this book after they read it? Well, I can compare it to a marathon runner, if you will. So I believe right now, many people who have a patriotic heart are working hard, but it's almost like a marathon runner, a long distance runner being told, just run. One day we'll win. What this book tries to do is say, listen, there is a finish line. It's the second coming of Jesus. And you'll know that you're getting close to the finish line when you see this and that on the side. You see this uh, mountain, this river, so on. In other words, the signs of the time. The reason it's important is because the first marathon runner who is just running, well, eventually he's going to run out of steam. And, and I believe that if a person just says to himself, well, I'm just going to help bring back a Christian America, a constitutional America, there's danger that that person will run out of steam. However, the second marathon runner becomes encouraged as he sees things unfold prophetically explained in the book. That person, that runner, is going to get a second wind and never, ever give up. So a person reading my book, hopefully, will be encouraged by what he sees going on around him and will become even more determined than he otherwise would have been, or he or she. Now, if you met someone today at a local coffee shop, and they asked you, why should I even be concerned about the end times? Because I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, so I don't have time to worry about all that. Well, I would probably take them to the parable of the talents that Jesus gave. You see, we in the United States have been given a great gift. We've been given the ability to participate in our government, in the, the affairs of our nation, by voting and by getting involved. It's similar to being given talents. If you, if you remember that, that parable, Jesus gave some talents to, you know, 10 talents to one person, five talents to another, two to a third, and said, now here they are, occupy, occupy until I return. Well, the third one was Jesus called that person wicked and slothful because they said, well, I'm just going to hide my talent in the ground. And, and then when he comes back, I'll just say, here I am. I'm saved, if you will. I'm speaking symbolically. So to answer your question, we need to get involved because we've been given the, quote, talent from Jesus, namely a nation that gives us the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the ability to get involved. We have to utilize that for the glory of God and for the spreading of the gospel. Wow. Yeah, very, very well. That's a good answer. <laughs> I, I'd leave the coffee shop and say, hey, Dominic, I need to buy you a cup of coffee. That was, that was good. Um, <laughs> so where do they get this book? Well, it, it's, um, it was released uh, towards the end of January. It's available on Amazon.com, on Barnes & Noble, online. You can go to the Christian Book, book Publishers online, but uh, any of those will, will be fine. Um, and I encourage you to get the book, pray, and if the Lord so leads, get it for somebody else. I've had people come to me and say, gosh, you know, I just want two more copies to send to this person, that person, family members, and so on, who wonder, if you will, well, I, what do I need to know and what do I need to do? I, you know, that they say to themselves, I see things going down the drain, so to speak, all around me, but I don't know what to do. Well, this book at the end of it has what I call the Ten Commandments of Prophetic Patriotism, and it gives you action steps. And hopefully that will be one of the end results of reading this book. You know, Dominic, sometimes at the gym, I'll get into conversations with people and they very have become very cynical about the elections and about politics. And 
they've lost hope and they say, well, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And I reply to them, listen, God's not asleep. We have to have hope in everything. God knows what's happening. God knows what's going on. And kind of to piggyback on what you said a little bit ago, there are people I believe that God is raising up right now in this marathon, this race that are going to go out there with a message that ties into what you just talked about. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus gave us a promise. And it's a big deal because Jesus said, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Amen. Which means when he said it, it would last longer than the ground you're walking on. He said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. And so Jesus, as I say in the book, he, you know, it's woven into the fabric of the universe that the gospel will go forth. The question is, will he, will he do it through America or somebody else? God, God is able to spread the gospel to the world with or without America. Now, America has been the spearhead, the, the one who's mainly sent missionaries and who has funded uh, indigenous churches. But he can do it without us. But why, why go there? Why not, be, why not live up to the calling on this nation? Why not get involved in what God, on the promise? that Jesus said would, would last for eternity, yeah. that this would happen. Why not get excited about doing that? Yeah, that that's so true. Part of my message for years has been discovering your destiny. When you find out what your purpose is, what God needs you to do, it does get you excited about life. You you really know that you're playing a difference, whether it's with one person, whether it's 100 people, or whether it's 1,000 people. But when we become active and become the person God created us to be, we make a difference in this world, whether we see it or not, don't we? Amen. Amen. Well, what I tell people in the book, too, if I might just add, um, is that we should pray for, quote unquote, our enemies, because, you know, there's a lot of people that are the Apostle Paul. There are people sort of on the other side of the aisle, opponents of what the Christians are trying to do that we know in God's wisdom will one day be champions for the gospel. And we need to pray just like I'm sure they prayed for Paul as he was going out and they marveled that this one who had been so so uh, much their enemy was now being used so powerfully. We need to do that. So well put. Dominic, before we go, can I get you to pray for the listeners? Yes. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Oh, God, we thank you for all that you've given us. We thank you for the United States of America, this incredible, incredible gift that you've given us to live in this place and to live at this time. And Lord, I pray that you would awake a fire in people listening, that they can be a part of something that will last for eternity. The God-centered great awakening that is coming upon our nation that not only will spread the gospel, but will enable the United States of America to live up to its true calling, namely to be the spearhead for the Great Commission to go into all the world, and also to be the one, the nation, that helps to reestablish the nation of Israel to which Jesus will return to rule the world. Lord, light a fire in all of us, Lord. Help us to see the possibilities of our lives. Do not let anyone out there be discouraged by what that they see happening all around us because we walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, your congregation is very fortunate to have such a passionate, uh, informative preacher as you, Dominic, and I appreciate you so much for taking time to visit with me down here in uh, the Gulf of Mexico area, uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. We appreciate you so very much. And, and what's a website so people can reach out to you and find out more information about you and your book? Well, um, I invite you to, to go to the church website called visitsolidrockchurch.com. Or the back of the book that I wrote has a, another uh, website, which is propheticpatriotism.com. That's for, pe- for people who are not listening to me today. You can, you can contact me either way. So that's either at the back of the book, propheticpatriotism.com, or you can go to the church website, which is visitsolidrockchurch.com. Well, Dominic, thank you so much. Again, listeners, the book, Prophetic Patriotism, A New Call to Action. Dominic, God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you, and thank you. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Here's a refreshing word from Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Jesus is the only one that will never let you down. People love you one day, they fall out of love with you the next day. People hire you for a job, and when they're through with you, they terminate you. The world is cruel, but Jesus is loving. The world is mean, but Jesus is peace and love. Friends, I know sometimes we want instant pleasure, instant answers from God, but there's a process, a growing process. It's like our children. Remember when we were teaching them to drive, we start with maybe a short little neighborhood drive, and then we go to a vacant lot and let them drive, and they want to go farther. And you say, no, 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 not yet. You're still learning. You're still growing into driving uh, as a safe individual because you've got to be prepared for the ones out there that aren't safe. And you know, one day they're going to be driving to college. They're going to go across the country for jobs, but there's a learning process. You and I, the same thing. We come to Jesus. We begin a dialogue with Jesus, whether it's through coffee, the gym, or a walk in the woods, whatever it takes for you to begin a dialogue with Jesus. And then as this grows, you're kind of anxious you know, impatient. You want those answers now. Well, 
You know, the thing is that God is growing you into where he needs you to be. So during this growth time, you, this is when your conversation should be things like, Lord, help me with patience. Reveal into me my weakness. Lord, give me peace to get through this grief in my life. Become dependent upon him for your needs, for your feelings, for your ways to do things in your day-to-day life. And soon what happens, and it's really, it's like a revelation. One day the, the light bulb goes off and you start anticipating things that are going to happen. You kind of have a sense. God has prepared you for what you may walk into And then when you have that experience, you say, okay, I'm ready for this now. I heard a story years ago that Gandhi was asked a question by a gentleman and answered it. Well, about 10 minutes later, someone asked Gandhi the same identical question, and he had a different answer. And someone said, well, you just gave a different answer than you did 10 minutes ago. And he said, I know, I grew. Friends, we are growing in our relationship with Jesus. We have to have faith, we have to have patience, and we have to have understanding. He's the driver in our car in life, and he will not lead you into a ditch. He will not lead you to anywhere you don't want to be. Have faith. Trust in Jesus. He will never let you down. He will never disappoint you. I know for a fact that the hell that I've had in my life, there is no one in the world that could have fixed me but Jesus, and he did. And now that's what he has done is given me a broadcast to tell people just like you, he wants a personal, intimate relationship with you today and tomorrow. Remember this, with Jesus, you are destined for success in all areas of life, and he will never let you down. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. Do you know what Ron did before he discovered his destiny? He was a promoter of secular entertainment, and by his own admission, he promoted anything he could make a buck at. At the pinnacle of his success, he walked away from it all so he could follow Jesus and discover his God-given destiny. That was over 20 years ago and he has never looked back. Today, he's an inspirational speaker on a mission to empower individuals just like you to discover their God-given destiny. Ron put his story in a novel entitled The Promoter, and he wants to give you a copy. My story is proof positive that God's plan for you and I is greater than all of our mistakes. Here's what a few readers have said. I could not put it down. I cried, giggled, gasped, and laughed out loud. Ron has written a novel and self-help book all in one. This book is a message of hope. To request your free copy of Ron's novel, The Promoter, visit our website at thepromoter.org. Now, back to Ron. I mailed five copies of my book this past week. I'd love to mail you a copy. Go to my website, thepromoter.org. Spend some time with Jesus this week, and I promise you will be glad you did. You will understand why you did. So go out this week with that bold confidence that you will find the answers you're looking for. 
Get the Hell Out of Your Life is produced by Ron Myers Productions and is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 260 vendors from all over the United States, November 10th through the 12th, inside the Coast Convention Center, located on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. If you would like to share your story of God's amazing grace or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.